My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And I'm continuing my series on medicine. And wow, I'm going to get choked up about this one. When I did medicine, one of the things that happened to me is I did all had all these powerful experiences. And then I would just fall back into my humanity. And in one of my journeys, I just prayed that I wanted to know my purpose. And I came across this beautiful system called um, the Gene Keys. And I'd been looking to interview somebody about the Gene Keys in this medicine series. And um, Molly, uh, Molly Shem introduced me to Anne Van de Water, who, when I met her, <laughs> I feel like I met the spiritual unicorn. Like I had never met anybody. She understands she's experienced in everything and a goddess and just like this bright star. So, Anne, it is a true honor to have you here and your genius that you bring to this. So I am so grateful. Thank you so much. And I'm humbled to have you here to be truthful. Very humbled. Thank you so much. I feel very honored and blessed to be here. And I I feel like we both had an instant recognition when we... <laughs> met each other and and thank you to Molly for being our cosmic matchmaker and and bringing us together. Yeah, well I wanted to say that she I introduced her to the Gene Keys, but you did. And what's so beautiful is that when we were talking and I said this is part of the medicine series, you actually did your studies in medicine, is that correct? I when I went to UCSB, University of California, Santa Barbara, and Santa Barbara is my my hometown, Montecito, actually, I ended up through my studies doing an independent research project on hallucinogens and their contribution to the cultivation of religion. And I ended up getting very, very pinpointy with it and niche with it and ended up focusing on the Amanita muscaria mushroom, which is the famous red capped mushroom with the little white dots on it that we see with gnomes and fairies. And my thesis was that the Rig Veda, which is the most ancient manuscript in existence, was not only written under the influence of Amanita muscaria, but that it was an actual ode to the Amanita muscaria. Oh, you're, you're kidding. Yeah. And I, so I, there I was at UCSB in the special collections library, literally having to wear kit gloves to go through these ancient manuscripts in a freezing, it was freezing because they had to keep all of these ancient manuscripts uh, temperature controlled. And I was just completely blown away and then went down the rabbit hole with my, my studies of, of medicine mm. and, and, and basically a, a modern day 
medicine woman with many, many deep, deep recollections of lifetime after lifetime of being a medicine keeper. And what does that mean to you? Like when, when we, like we live in a culture and this is becoming more and more popular, but I can, when you say this, Anne, I can feel the rootness in it to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a whimsy. It's like, it's so rooted in something. And what is that to you? I feel that one of the number one causes of disharmony in our lives is when we disconnect from nature. And I feel that the plant spirit medicines, especially when we take them, have the capacity to connect us, reconnect us, not only with nature, mother nature, but with our own true nature. And I feel that that is actually their one of their key roles on the planet and our one of the most ancient memories that I have had in my life is remembering this connection to plants and to the plant spirit world and that they have been my master teachers and they have actually taught me how to work with them and I actually asked my my shamanic teacher in Peru one time about this. Cause I said, I'm getting massive downloads of information and, but I haven't been taught this, you know, there, you haven't taught me this, this is coming to me in visions and dreams. And it's, I know it, I know this, this being this plant spirit and it's telling me how to work with it. And what he said to me, he, he said, he kind of got a little grin on his face. He said, how do you think the original shamans figured it out? Oh, wow. I, oh, wow. Yeah. And they've, the plant spirit world has taught me many, many things and continue to teach me. But the, the final teaching that is the eternal teaching to me is that the plant spirit medicines are here to awaken consciousness that already exists within us. Because when we look at everything that is inside of us, all the different chemicals, we have the same chemistry as all the plant spirit medicine. And so their role is to reawaken the wisdom that already exists within us, to awaken the consciousness that already exists within us. And then it is our job to keep that consciousness alive, awake, aware. And that when we do, we no longer need that medicine. And the the very last powerful message that I got from the medicine is you are the medicine and everywhere you go, you are serving medicine. And so I don't, I don't serve medicine anymore because I bring my consciousness to the planet 
And in that way, I get to deliver the medicine always, everywhere, all the time with everyone in my planet, everyone in my presence, if I choose to. And so that was the most profound teaching that I've received. I, um, I, the, the, I can feel the, the clarity that you have. Like there's, um, like there's no cobwebs in you. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious, um, you know, people are going to be listening to this and they're going to go, well, what's my nature? Mm. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Your nature is your true self. I call it your truest, deepest, highest self. It is your eternal beingness. It's your eternal consciousness. And I feel that our number one purpose is to be who we truly are. Mm. And we forget so easily and it takes presence and it takes devotion and it takes honoring and loving our true self every single day and continuously sloughing off the not true self energy. And I feel that that is nature's role because nature is just nature. Mm. Nature is <laughs> I, I well, nature is so beautiful and wild and magic. And I'm so um I mean, I looked at your website and I've, you know, I poked around at you, but better than that is I feel you. Mm. And I feel the power um that you like it's like a North Star that you have, it feels like to me, like a true, like um a vertical column that just goes straight up and down without any little, you know, it can bend, but not because it's the bend, not because it's going someplace else, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm so curious, how do you, not how, cause that's not the question. When somebody comes to you, is it just being in your presence that they begin to feel their own true nature? My experience in this life is Maya Angelou said, people don't remember what you say and they don't remember what you do. They remember how they feel when they're in your presence. And I'm a long time holder of the yoga lineage. And one of the things that we speak of in yoga is that the more that you practice yoga, and there's many different ways of practicing yoga, not just physical asanas and postures that you do with your body, but it really has to do with alignment. It's ultimately about, I believe, think, feel, speak, act, and relate in alignment with my true self. And The yoga practice is all about clearing, releasing, and letting go of the not true self energy. And when we're in the presence of someone who has that, 
it emanates an energy. There is a vibrational field that is created. It's coherence. And when you step into the field of someone who is living in alignment with their true self, you can feel it. And we know what that feels like. And my experience is that when we come into the field of someone who is in alignment with their true self, we either are going to align with our true self because it's such a powerful field of energy that it's kind of like going through the eye of a needle. And we have to show up as who we are. And it starts this zero point energy of clearing, releasing, letting go of the not true self of the homogenized self. And it, we, instantly feel this healing, this resonance, this repair of our true self. And then it generates and it cultivates all of this life force energy that we need to live in alignment with our true self. And so, or you get totally freaked out and you split. (laughs) (laughs) Can't handle this. I'm not ready for this. And so that is when that is my job essentially on planet earth is to be me. Mm. And I feel this is my opinion. I'm not projecting it onto you, but my work is to love and support you and you being you. And with each and every person, that is my role. And it's an ancient role. I've had it for a long time. And I love what you just said about this alignment and this straight line, because that is what I always say about the medicine that has been my core medicine is it grows like that. It grows in a a straight line, just Mm -hmm. like that. And that is all that it's about is let's just come back into alignment with ourselves And so that is what I I do when I work with people and I call it reparenting because it's as a triple entendre, because I feel like the most amazing thing that any being could possibly receive when they arrive on planet earth is someone saying, hello, welcome. I love you and I support you in maintaining your core connection to your essence. And I am going to be here as a shepherd, as a guide to just love you and support you and staying aligned with your purpose. What deeply fulfills you with your values, your own guiding principles and golden rules and your vision for why you came here, because you are a multidimensional, super switched on miraculous soul who got hit the jackpot and got a body here <laughs> you get to work on your, on, on evolving your, your consciousness. And so that is what I feel my role is with everyone that I work with is to say, hello, welcome to your true life, your real life, the life of you being you. 
and I love you and I support you. And then I stand like that line. Personally, I, I do my best to stay in alignment and then I just hold space for, and so I, I become, while I'm working with people like a benevolent parent. I do my best. So that's the reparenting until they do it inside of themselves. And then it's also repair because it's the repair of the true self, because we all have trauma. We all have wounding. We all have challenges. We all have upsets and it's challenging to stay aligned with our true self. So there's a repair process. And then just like yoga means to yoke, it's also to repair, to come back together, body, mind, heart, soul, spirit, in alignment with our our true self you feel like um the what i what i'm experienced with you is like this divine line with massive space and like this magnet that people get to flop around and then come back to their true self they go out and they flop around and come back and yeah and just this loving light mm, that's what name it, it's so interesting um you know, you have Gene Keys, you have yoga, you have design school, which I found fascinating. Like, how did that one make it in? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I'm just a straight up beauty giver. Like beauty, design, aesthetics. It's literally in my Gene Keys that I source my greatest sense of health and wellness and well-being through through beauty and aesthetics and and design and so when I was a child and people would ask me what do you want to be when you grow up I would always say I want to be a doctor I want to be an artist and I want to be a what was the third thing a teacher and so Art is a non-negotiable part of my everything. And so I've always been an artist. And then when I was a junior in high school, I was very, very lucky that I had a amazing, amazing art teacher named Kasha Stefanik. And she started a fashion design program for high schoolers. And I have always been into clothing and design and always made my own clothing. And I started designing a bunch of my own clothes and wearing them. And I, I have just always loved it. And what I ended up doing is I went to Parsons School of Design the summer after my junior year of high school because I was like, I have to just devote myself to fashion design and really see what it's like. And so for five weeks, I went to Parsons School of Design, studied fashion design, and got to know what that business is really all about. And knew I want to continue doing design, but I do not want to be in the fashion design industry because I learned how cutthroat and doggy dog it is. And I was already deep on my spiritual path. And so I, and I fell in love with New York City. It was the hottest summer in recorded history. And I still fell deep. I rose in love 
as my partner Douglas likes to say, he's like, we aren't falling in love. We're rising in love. Oh my God. I rose in love with New York City and rose in love with Parsons School of Design. It's just such an epic school. And I was on this spiritual path. And so I knew I wanted to go there, but I knew I also wanted to study what I now call human potential or what makes us tick. And they had this extraordinary program with the new school of social research where you could get a BA and a BFA at the same time. It was a five-year program and it was all I wanted. And it was really hard to get into, very rare to get into it. And I did one of those born, you know, burn the ships at Normandy moves. <laughs> I was like, that's all I'm going to apply for. So I applied for this program, went in and I nailed the interview because of my commitment. It was like fierce determination. And if it's not this, I don't even care. It was like, this is the only thing that's going to happen for me. And I got in. And what I ended up studying for my BFA, my Bachelor of Fine Arts, was communication design because my style is very graphic. Like I like clean lines. And then I was studying philosophy and psychology for my Bachelor of Arts. And what it was leading me towards was a career in advertising because my teachers were telling people about me that were in the, in the advertising world. And I was being vetted when I was, I was only a, you know, a, a freshman and a sophomore and I was being vetted. I had advertising firms saying, when you graduate, we want you to come work for us. So I could have had this amazing, you know, big city, New York City advertising career. But I kept going deeper and deeper into my spiritual path and what I realized is that I was going to have to make moral sacrifices if I was going to go into advertising, because I would be hacking people's consciousness to sell stuff that they might not necessarily really need. And what I realized for myself is I do want to hack human consciousness, but I want to do it for people to awaken to their true nature. I want to hack consciousness to help people reach their full potential and to activate and walk their path of true self-mastery. And so what happened, my tipping point was when I was taking a class called The Power of Myth, and I was reading The Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell, and we would pass around the book and everyone would read from it in class. And I read the book, Follow Your Bliss, and doors will open where there were only walls. And it was like, <sighs> and wow. in that moment, I knew this is not my bliss. I have to follow my, my spiritual path. And I dropped out. Wow. Yeah. So that's how that, but the art lives on. Uh, it's everything. I'm a creator. I'm an artist. My, my life is my work of art, essentially. What, what I love is that I see how you are really um, 
like the power of that is that when what I just saw with you when you talked is that when people come in the advertising, it's like we get to advertise our true self and our highest selves. Yes. And that's the power, like this one unique self. Yep. There was an amazing workshop that I went to in New York City with Marie Forleo and Danielle Laporte, and it was called Selling Your Soul, mm-hmm. which was such a brilliant name. And what they said is, when you are doing your work, you should love it and stand for it and represent it at such a deep level that you are like, you're selling it. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. This is the stuff. And that is what I'm selling, but I'm selling people on being their true self. That's what I'm advertising. Well, and it's such a double entendre. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I'm selling this, but I'm selling it for you and you're selling. I mean, it's like, I just see this. It's like a, a checker match or it just keeps going or it just keeps rolling. I'm selling you on you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And how, how absolutely beautiful. Like, so I have a question because I did come to you. (laughs) Haven't even talked about it. The the Gene Keys, um, you've been involved with it for 10 years and you're also involved in the human design. Mm -hmm. And I I have fallen in love with this work. Like it has, it, it, it has me captivated. Yeah. And I'm just curious how it came to you and how, if you use it still or what you're doing with it. Mm. I was introduced to it through a Vedic astrologer that I had who will remain nameless because he doesn't like to be advertised (laughs) and got upset with me once uh, for shouting his glory from the rooftops, which I thought was a really wonderful thing to do for somebody, but he didn't like that. So he will remain unnamed and bless his soul for staying in alignment and for speaking what he, he needs and what he wants. So he was, or is maybe a Vedic astrologer. And then he threw His circles was introduced to human design and the gene keys, because as we know, human design and the gene keys is connected to astrology. So it's Vedic astrology, Western astrology, the energy systems of the East, the I Ching from China and quantum physics. And so he started to include it as a little adjunct to his Vedic astrology readings. And I was captured by it the moment that I started hearing it from him. And so I started going down the rabbit hole and exploring it myself. And so I first explored human design and human design is one of my main tools that I use with all of my clients and students, because it is so aligned with my work. So Ra Uruhu, who is the channel and messenger of of human design, he basically says what I always say, which is human design is about returning to your true self. And 
sloughing off all of the homogenized self, or he calls it the, um, the not self energy. So what I call it is the not true self energy, the things that we take on either for survival or for love and belonging, because we have these two powerful parts of our brain that are wired that way and that end up homogenizing us and creating separation from our true self. And so what he says is that when we receive our human design is it starts what I was referring to earlier is this, he doesn't say this, but I say this, it activates zero point energy. Once you get your human design, it's this deep, deep remembrance of who you truly are and anything that's not aligned with it starts to clear anything that needs to be healed is repaired and then you start to make choices with your beliefs thoughts feelings words actions and relationships with people places and things that are aligned with your design he says it takes seven years because we know about the seven year cycle or ten thousand hours we do anything we become a master of it and so it is a process and so I went down the rabbit hole with that, still love it and still study it and still teach it and use it in all of my, my sessions with everyone. It's one of my number one tools. And the thing that I love the most about human design is that it helps us to make aligned choices with our true self because our choices that we make determine our results in our life. And so in human design, we learn about our strategy and our strategy is how we are meant to make choices in our lives. And then we learn about our inner authority, which is like our inner guidance system. And those two combined help us to make wise aligned choices. And that is some of the most profound found wisdom that I have ever received from my own personal path. And it's been a complete game changer for the people that, that I work with. You're, you're, um, I gotta tell you, so you're like a unicorn to me. (laughs) I have never met anybody who's of such service and has no ego. Mm. It's like an anomaly. Mm. And I don't know, I'm just so, um, can you speak to that? What I'm hearing from you, this is how I just put that through my do, 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 my little decoder is I give credit to the bodies of wisdom that I work with. I honor the lineages that I represent. I honor my teachers. I honor my guide and What I do, and this is my gene keys for my life's work, is it's called versatile mastery. I take all of these, I've taken all of these different systems and all of these different wisdoms that I've been studying, exploring, practicing, embodying, teaching my whole entire life. And I put them together in a very unique way, in a very unicorn way. 
And that is what I'm also here to help those that I serve do. It's my life's work with myself, but it's also with those I serve. And another way of looking at it is it's about being a magical genius that we all have this. And that's what the gene keys are all about is we all are geniuses. That's what the gene means. We all have these zones of mastery. We all have things that we've studied for seven years or 10,000 hours. And it's so, it would be so boring to me if I could only do one thing. And so what I do is I bring together all of these different things. And then I let people know where this came from, where I learned this. I give credit where credit's due. And I also take credit for being the person to put it all together in a unique one of a kind way, but I feel exceedingly humble about it because I feel it being channeled through me. I feel like I am a vessel. And when all of these different systems of wisdom know that I love them and I support them and I see their genius and I see their wisdom, I am open to receive as a channel all of their wisdom in the moment. And that to me is one of the most, I feel eerie because I haven't ever said it like this, but it's exceedingly humbling to me. I um. For the first time, I understand how we're all connected. In hearing you speak, I see how life is just always connected through our lineages and the humbleness of what's being shared through us, through people, through life. Yes. And what comes down to us. And you, your embodiment and speaking of it is pure grace. Mm. Thank you for that acknowledgement. It's it's humbling. It really is. Thank you for that gift. I really have just been deeply touched in a way I, I didn't um, I didn't understand it. I think I just understood it at a, di- a different level too. My um, my cells are vibrating in a different way right now, and I have, as you can see, I have truth tears right yeah. now. <laughs> And I have a truth laugh. (laughs) I always feel when we're in the presence of the truth, we cry or we laugh. (laughs) Well, that that is one of the gifts. One thing about me from the Gene Keys is that I learned that, like, I have this thing called dynamism. I think it's the 30. Dynamism. Yeah. Yes. And liberation is my radiance. And it just confirmed that when I hear the truth, I laugh. Yes, I yeah. love that. So beautiful. So I, and we, we've actually gone over the time and I knew we would, because um, I could talk to you for about 10 days. Um, <laughs> but I, how do you, I, I want to promote the hell out of you because I can feel your gifts mm. and it's humbling. And how do you want people to find you? What's coming up? What do you want to share where people if they if they're lucky enough that they get to hear this mm. and want to find you and work with you, how do they do that? Beautiful. The easiest way is to go to my website 
It's annevandewater.com, A-N-N-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. And there's a contact page. You can reach out and, and contact me, you can sign up for my newsletter, and I'll send you a little free guided meditation. <laughs> and yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone who feels a vibrational match with what we've shared together today. It is, it's, um, it's been such an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel so blessed and honored to be in your presence and I love you and I support you and your beautiful, magical, genius, versatile mastery work that you're doing <laughs> on planet earth. Thank you so much love. Thank you.